Welcome to the Big Ideas for Small Business podcast, hosted by fellow small business owner, Tim Hayden. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Big Ideas for Small Business podcast. I'm your host, Tim Hayden, and we're still in the series, Know Yourself to Lead Yourself. So this is part three, and I know I say it almost every time we get together, but I'm really excited to have one of our uh, great team members um, that we get to interview today, Michael Brown. Michael is uh, our support services manager. He's in charge of HR and safety and training. He's on our leadership team. So, Michael, we're glad to have you with us today. Thank you. It's great to, to be here, be a part of this. Yeah. Hey, Michael, so tell our tell our listeners a little bit about yourself before we dive in. Absolutely. So, yeah, I've been here at Sargent for almost five years this summer and um, have kind of done a couple of different things through the, my time here at Sargent, but currently serving as the support services uh, manager and, and working with a variety of, of uh, people and having a chance to connect with a lot of different team members in a, in a lot of different ways, just trying to, trying to develop um, a strong culture, trying to, to push Sergeant Metal to be the best we can be and be in the best place to work in our community. Yeah, that's good. And hey, so our listeners been on, if they've listened before, Michael's been on a previous podcast when we talked about best place to work. I think I think we talked about that. That's right. It's hard to believe we're over 30 episodes recorded. That's that's, that's amazing. Yeah. So it's really cool. Hey, Michael, tell us a little bit about your family before we dive in again, if you don't mind. Sure. Yeah. So married, my wife Vanessa and I have four kids. Um, I have a middle school son, which is fun. And then three still in elementary school. So the four kids keep us busy. Um, and started had a dog uh, join our family this last year, so um, we're being stretched in all kinds of fun ways. That's right. And and, and your dog is a golden doodle, golden do- a black golden doodle, right. which doesn't seem to make sense. But <laughs> um, yeah, so she's no, a lot that's, of fun. No, that's cool. So hey, so again, um, we're in the series. Know yourself, lead yourself. So uh, Michael, my first question is you is um, take a moment and describe what um, what type of leader that you thought you were early in your career? Sure. So I grew up playing sports from the time, you know, I I could be involved in it. So um, I think coaches really um, had a strong influence on what I looked at as as a leader, even as a a young adult, young man. Um, Growing up through sports, through high school and and, and those years, the coaching aspect of of someone, um, that's really what I looked at as a leader. And so that was my first real interaction with a leader, per se. Um, and it was very positional. I mean, they were the coach. That was the position. Um, and, and it was a variety. There were some coaches that were uh, that, you know, very strong, heavy-handed. Um, you do it because I say so. You do it this way. Um, almost kind of a drill sergeant type coach. Um, and that was, I mean, that back, again, I'm 43 almost. So that's a good 20-plus years ago. That, that was just kind of the style of coaching. And um, that's really what I looked at as a leader. And so it was a struggle for me. Um, and one of the things we can talk a little bit more about is personalities. And then you talked about that with some others on the podcast. But it was a little bit of a struggle to, to really adapt into that role of what I saw as a leader um, based on those coaches because that's just not my natural vent. That's not my natural personality. And so um, I think that was the biggest um, – challenge for me was looking to see how do I become a leader I'm not that you know that uh, not really even the rah-rah guy uh, cheerleader or really the the drill sergeant and so how do I fit in as a leader so that was my struggle really I think more than anything was was trying to really adapt and figure out how does it work Um, so for me um, beginning to learn and adapt 
um, you know, trying to, to develop um, that identity of who I was uh, and how that fit was my biggest struggle. But that's really where I jumped into leadership and I found myself in leadership roles just based on um, responsibilities that were given to you. And as you kind of move up, you get handed the leadership responsibilities and, uh, and you kind of have to learn to, to run with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, learning to be a positional leader, um, which is a very basic leader, you're the leader because of your position, um, was kind of where I found myself mm-hmm. in my early days. Okay. Um, and so, yeah. How about you? What, uh, what for you is the, uh, what type of leader did you, did you see yourself as in your early? Your I'll tell you, it's a very different lens than what you're talking about for you. And what's interesting is that we all have stories. That's right. And we all have a history. Mm-hmm. And mine is, mine is very different in that, you know, and our listeners have heard a little bit of my story that, you know, I grew up in our family owned business. Uh, I looked up to my stepdad, Donnie Sargent, tremendously. And I, and he taught me not with words but with actions to be strong and be tough and don't be weak. Yeah. So when he did, I mean I kind of built a shield around me. And when mm-hmm. I got into the some of the leadership roles, I thought I could do everything. Right. And you know, take action and take charge and at all cost. Mm-hmm. And and I think that uh, you know, it didn't take me long to learn that hey, that's not the best that's not the best leadership right. traits to have yep. so i think that and as you know and and i as we go through our conversation today i'll share some things with you but i think that as uh as we get as we as we get wis- wisdom by learning right. mis- the mistakes we learn and all that uh you know we take a little bit different lens mm-hmm. but one thing that i saw with my stepdad is i not with me but with others i saw a lot of humility mm-hmm. and i saw a very yeah. humble leader that's good and i think that as i get older i've i think that i've I think I portray that in a lot of things that I do. So, but, but, you know, what I thought early on is that I can do it all, Mm -hmm. but I found out that's not the right lens. And people look at that really different than, than that's not a humble leader to me. That's right. So, uh, hope I answered your question. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, Hey, um, you know, Michael, I'll ask you, uh, what type of leader are you now? So I think the biggest change for me, like you just described, you know, and, and, this whole conversation is about knowing ourselves to lead ourselves, and we have to be able to lead ourselves before we can lead others, and um, effectively at least. And so I think for me, beginning to learn, like I was saying, I'm not the the drill sergeant, um, and really dialing into my personality, learning that um, through um, my faith, you know, and being involved in, in church through the years, learning, um, reading the Bible, and seeing the stories of Jesus as a leader, and, and really the servant leadership that he portrayed. Um, and begin to see that in some other individuals, whether pastors or a few other people, uh, that, that servant leadership um, characteristic and quality begin to change my perception, not just the drill sergeant coach or, or the rah-rah cheerleader coach that's um, a leader per se. Uh, that servant leadership is a different aspect of it. And beginning to try to, um, to merge that with truly leading and not just serving and doing it for people, but serving people so that they can do it. Bringing challenge with that support um, is something we've talked a little bit about before, um, something maybe in the future might be mm-hmm. a, an opportunity to talk about. But, um, you know, that's my biggest current struggle a lot of times is providing adequate challenge with the, the still high support, mm-hmm. being able to support people, you know, at a high level, but also challenge them um, because you don't want to just continue to support them without any challenge. You're ultimately just doing it for them. Um, and so I think the biggest change for me has happened in, in really dialing into who I am 
and, and figuring out how I, I who I am and, and how I can um, leverage who I believe the Lord, who God created me to be, to be able to lead other people hmm. effectively. Um, and so for me, it's it's realizing, you know what, I don't have to be the drill sergeant. I can be the guy who comes along and serves people well, but offers the challenge at the same time to be able to truly uh, to bring those folks to liberate uh, all the team members and, and the folks that you're leading to, to truly reach their full potential. Mm-hmm. I think so, I think that's great. Yeah. So for, what about you? So what do you feel has, has changed from, from those early years here at, at the company in the business of trying to be everything for everybody? Well, do it at all? I, I could, I mean, I could go literally four or five different directions in answering it. But I think to sum it up is that in the last three years, I've worked really hard on I built a shield around mm-hmm. me when I was be strong, be tough, don't be weak. Right. My shield has came down. Yeah. And that's been a lot of hard work, a lot of intentional work. Had some, had, you know, talked to some people that were able to help me get through that. Right. And I think now, I think most people would think that I'm a humble leader. I, I would hope they think I've still got, I have passion for what we do. Mm-hmm. And, 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 I'll, I'll, and I'll, our listeners know, they know my faith, but, you know, we believe that, uh, you know, Jesus saved me and without him we don't mm-hmm. exist. And he's the... He's ultimately the the present CEO of our business. But even if you're not a Christian, we're really all really thankful that you're taking time to lean into our podcast. But I think that uh, in going through that, I think that um, you know the big thing is is that we just got we've got to be ourselves. Mm-hmm. We got to know, and, right. and I think you, you talk about we got to know ourselves, lead ourselves. You know, we've done a lot of personality things. That's we've right. done a lot of training. But at the end of the day, I want to be in our. Our listeners have heard me say this before. I want to be a leader that people want to choose to follow, not mm. that they're forced to follow. That's right. And I tell you, I love people, and I love our team, and I believe in our team. So I think I lead, and you can speak into this because you you know you work side by side mm. with me every day. We lead with love and accountability. That's good. You yep. know, and I think that uh, you know, and as we go through our conversation today, uh, naturally, for many years, I have been a conflict avoider. Mm naturally right. I want to avoid yep. conflict. I want everyone to like me and like what we're doing and be yep. focused. But I tell you, sitting down and having those hard conversations, it's right. not easy. It's hard work. That's right. But the fruits you get out of that. That's good. And I think that, and Michael, you hear me say yep. this a lot, everyone needs to know where they stand. That's right. And everyone needs to be have a have an opportunity, a chance to improve. And ultimately, if they can't do it, hey, we're there. We, we're with them the whole way. And it, even if it means they have to make a career change, we're right. going to help them through that stuff. So, that's But right. that's hard, man. That's, that's not hard. easy. But, Absolutely. You know, and you've been very instrumental in helping us with our culture. And, yeah. and that's a whole different topic for another day. But I think that, you know, it's, um, you know, it takes all of us right. doing the different duties inside of our business and whatever business you're in to make things, you know, roll. But there's Absolutely. some things that are, there's some things that, you know, that we'll let, you know, what we permit, we promote. Right. And there's some things that we do in, in business that, you know what, you can do up to a point, And then, mm-hmm. boy, once you step up that line, okay, we have to address right. it. And I think that as a team, we got to continue to do that. That's so. good. Well, I like one of the things you said, you're, you had your shield up in those early years. And I think one thing that I've noticed, you know, being having a little bit of an insight into your leadership is you've surrounded yourself with a leadership team and you've been very vulnerable. You've, de- mm-hmm. you've demonstrated vulnerability. Um, again, that's all about knowing yourself to lead yourself. Obviously, we can't go out to every team member here and just be completely vulnerable um, with everybody about our faults or our weaknesses as a leader. But you can do that with a few close people that you trust. And I think you've demonstrated that. You've let your shield down for sure with, with a certain group of people that you trust. And with that, um, you've been able, you mentioned you, you were a conflict avoider. I, I have kind of done that as well through the years. And we have to 
acknowledge that and uh, and get the the support from the other leaders that are kind of your 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 um, right there with you in it that they can kind of help push us through some of that. So I think one of the things you've d- displayed a lot of is just vulnerability um, with some of the things that you feel that you're weak in, some some of the things that you uh, want to get better at. And through that, that's that's what it's all about: learn, knowing yourself to lead yourself, mm-hmm. uh, and getting the support from the, the different places that we can to truly overcome it. So I think you've you've done a phenomenal job of of um, modeling that. Yeah. Well, well thank you. But it, and it takes all of us working together. And I Absolutely. know that you know Michael and, and we've done some training over the, the last couple of years, mm-hmm. and my my voice. And I think we talked about this on a podcast. I think we did yeah. uh, years ago. Uh, the five voices. Uh, I think that when we went through that. My vo- my voice and your voice are on the on different ends right. of the spectrum. That's right. So and hey, Michael, and I'll be vulnerable even to our listeners is sure. that before we have an all team meeting or we we are going to have a big mm-hmm. meeting about something, you and I review yep. the notes we're going to talk about because you may see a blind spot right. that I don't see. So we go through that to make sure that my voice is heard by our, our entire team, or hopefully it will if That's they're right. listening. You know, right. but but I think it but it is being vulnerable. And hey, yeah. and, and 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 to the listeners listening today. Man, that's not easy. No, it's not. That's hard. And, yep. and, and if you don't have trust right. with a group of people around you, you can't do that. And you have, I mean, a lot of in anyone leading this, the, the senior leader of their organization, the top leader like you are, it, you really have to, um, to have trust in a few people. And you have to be vulnerable in order to, to get that support that you're talking about um, because that's, that's what really helps challenge and push any leader mm-hmm. is – is doing it with others. You don't want to be the guy who always has the answers, who um, never, you know, that's, you're setting yourself up for failure mm-hmm. uh, when, when you're, you're not vulnerable with others. Like you said, it's not easy yep. to ask for that. It takes courage. Yep. And that's what leadership a lot of times is about, courageous leadership. Yep, absolutely. Hey, so Michael, my next question, and I think our listeners can get the theme here. You know, you're giving your example and I'm giving my example, but I think, I think it's good to, to talk through this together. Um, what has helped you get to the point that you are today in your leadership? Sure, I think for me, um, you know, I've had a couple of really great examples. Um, I mentioned obviously the biblical example of Jesus, uh, but there, you know, I've had a couple of pastors, a few other leaders um, that have really demonstrated um, some really neat qualities and characteristics of vulnerability, like you have, um, but also just. Uh, the ability to to truly dial in to challenge me to be who God created me to be, um, and so to move from leadership being just a position to what you mentioned just a few minutes ago, being a leader that that people want to follow, um, and then ultimately you're creating other leaders, you're leading leaders, and and, and kind of creating leaders who are leading other leaders, and, and it becomes a a really neat cycle. Um, but for me, uh, there are a few people that I was able to watch and that really challenged me. But I think the biggest thing, um, just staying in tune. There's so much leadership stuff, um, you know, great content um, on podcasts like this. But, um, you know, there's great books. You know, a lot of times you hear leaders are readers. Uh, I'll be honest, transparent, reading is not something that I desire to go do. I have to try to discipline myself to, to truly sit down and read and do that. But um, there are a lot of great resources out there that really – push people to, to, um, to grow their, their leadership. Um, I think the biggest piece, though, is being vulnerable and just truly being willing to realize as a leader, I don't have to have it all together. I don't have to have all the answers. I can truly still grow as a leader. The ones that I think are really going to struggle are the leaders who think they have it all figured out. Mm. And, um, you know, I think for me, realizing 
early on that I didn't have it all figured out and that I needed to grow and I needed to change and adapt and, and become a better leader. I think that was the biggest um, positive step for me was was realizing and, and make, it became very clear that I can't lead the way I've seen other people lead. I need to lead the way God created me to mm-hmm. lead and um, realizing that I needed help, you know, and, and I could, could reach out to learn from other people. Um, you know, assessments, personality tests are a big part of that to dial into who we are, figure out how we're wired how we work with people, how we work with conflict, um, you know, and, and trying to, to hit the conflict avoidance that I had to work through early on as well in my career of, of leading people. So I think those are some of the bigger things for me. I just seen it in other people. I just continuing to, to reach out to, to leadership resources, whether podcasts or conferences. There's a lot of leadership conferences that are just full of great information. A lot of times it's like you say, you know, drinking from a fire hose, if mm-hmm. you will. You know, it's coming at you. You have to kind of be able to go back to truly – soak it all in. So what about you? What are some uh, some of the things that you feel that have helped you make that change in your leadership journey? You know, um, I mean, there's there's a, there's not one thing in particular. There's I think there's a lot of things as as we as we grow and I think, you know, I've said it many times we have U-turn moments, right. mistakes we make yeah. that, you know, if if we are going to go down a certain road or we're doing at a path in life, it could be personal or business. Mm-hmm. That whoa, I remember I did that, and that was not a good outcome. So I need to back up and and you know what, redirect yeah. my path where I'm going. But I think it all started really back in um, back in uh, 2010 when I got my first coach, yeah. and I started That's learning good. about you know, and I, I and we learned the process. And Michael, you weren't part of that, but the process of our how we recruit and select potential candidates to work with us right you know we do behavioral assessments and we do a three interview process and that's something I, we didn't have a clue about we learned that and i think that right. having a having an outside coach and i know that you know my coach has been on here before you know um i've retired from him now i joke and you know, willie stewart uh, but he's been on here and i just think that you know you need to have outside counsel mm-hmm. to be able to come in and speak into you one thing i think i mentioned on our podcast before but if not um you know, at, at our business, Sergeant Metal, we have an advisory board that we've had like for three years. I have an advisory, so I'm laughing when our listeners right. is, are listening that if it's an advisory board, they can't fire me. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's good. You know, but, uh, but for them, and we meet three times a year, but for them, we give them a state of the business, what's mm-hmm. going on, and they ask questions. And they, one of them is an HR attorney that, you know, we use from time to time, but it's great to have right. that lens. We've got a college president that's on there, and we've mm-hmm. got a CFO. So it's a great group of people that we That's just right. you know we can do life together i mean i'm part of uh entree leadership and i've developed some great friendships and relationships there and i just think having mentor groups in your life mm-hmm. are so important and i think that you know and again the the, the education piece you know we've got a team of our we got a team of people here mm-hmm. that are going to san diego at right. the end of april yeah uh you know for the entree leadership summit and they're going to come back and and you know what i'm not going this year right I love this stuff. I believe in it, and yep. I drink it like a fire hose. But you know what? A younger leader here that we're bringing up, I think it's more important for them to get content and to listen and to mm-hmm. see, see the things that we all know. Right. You know, and Michael, you're going to help to lead that because you're going out there with that yep. group. And we're I just think that it. it's it's exciting 
for us to, you know, for me to step back a little bit and let some right. new blood and new people get involved with it. So all of those things, you know, and of course, you know, my relationships even at church and, the, mm-hmm. and my friends that I have, it takes right. all that and I t- it takes a strong family behind us. Absolutely. You know, because That's the right. thing about it, if you've got the weight of things going mm-hmm. on, and, and if you're one of our listeners, if you got the weight of family issues, man, it, it affects everything you do at right. work and at home. So you may be in a season that maybe you need, if you got a mentor group with you that mm-hmm. maybe can help speak into some of that and maybe get you some help if you're right. struggling with a child, if you're struggling with your marriage, yeah. whatever. I think that it's important to be able to have people that you we don't have to do life alone. That's exactly right. You know, And I'll tell you yep. that um, if you're not careful, as, as I am blessed that I am the leader yep. of our business here, you know, it's lonely it at the top. Very, yeah, I'm very cl- isolated. But I think that uh, I work hard to not be lonely right. and not be isolated. So I think having the team and our leadership team is very healthy yep. where we are. So I hope I answered I your question there. Absolutely. So. That's good. Hey, Michael, so my next question is, um, what's the hardest part of becoming a leader? Well, I think it's different for everybody, obviously. Um, and that's kind of what the whole idea of knowing yourself to lead yourself. What was difficult for me will be very different for a lot of other our listeners here. But uh, for me personally, um, again, I mentioned conflict avoidance. You, you kind of alluded to that earlier as well. But um, for me, really getting to the point to where I didn't want to just serve people so much that I was doing the job for them. And um, I was, you know, servant leadership is is awesome and great to a point, but you also have to, do, to bring the challenge as well. You can't just be friends. You can't just serve them and and bring no challenge at that point you're just enabling them um, enabling the people that you lead to to do whatever they're doing versus truly liberating them to fulfill the purpose and potential that they have as well and so for me i think one of the the biggest challenges i faced um, through the years has been truly not just bringing high support but bringing that high challenge as well and challenging people to reach their full potential not challenging them like i mentioned before as the drill sergeant or the coach that's yelling at them to you know, drop and give me 10 or, or whatever it is, but uh, this truly bringing that challenge with the necessary support to help them reach that full potential. I think when I was able to truly um, get through that conflict avoidance, realizing that um, by me doing it for them or me trying to be nice to them, I was really being unfair hmm. um, because I was, was not helping them reach their full potential um, and truly liberating them into whoever they were created to be themselves and uh, wound up just trying to get a job done. And so uh, truly getting to that point to where I could could bring that high challenge uh, with the, the high support, I think that's where I really um, was one of the biggest, I won't say struggles, but that was one of the hardest parts for me advancing in my current leadership journey mm-hmm. through the years. You know, well, and let me let me add an additional question. So, and I think you mentioned this earlier, and, I, and you talk about support and challenge. So um, if we're not careful, uh, we can just do the work for people right. instead of inc- uh, encouraging our team to learn. So if someone, and, and I think we go back to Jesus' Jesus' example, right. uh, if someone is hungry, mm-hmm. you can feed them. That's right. Or you can teach them to fish. That's right. And they can, feed them, they can feed themselves for a lifetime. So I think that, you know, with your leadership, so even though it may not naturally be easy, mm-hmm. ultimately do you want to teach people to fish? That's right. You know, and if yep. you, I mean, I know that I do, but that's not that's natural right. for me. I think we had, that's yep. something that we have to work on. So I hope that ties into what Absolutely. you were saying there. Yeah. You Absolutely. Know. So and I think Jesus modeled that. I mean, he, um, again, not trying to turn this into a Bible study. Absolutely. Yep. But, uh, you know, Matthew shows us, Jesus said, come follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Mm-hmm. He wasn't just saying, come follow me and I will fish 
for men, and you can be a part of that, you will become those the fisher of those men as well. Mm-hmm. And um, I think he really modeled that that idea of um, challenging those guys that followed him to be the best they could be, but also supporting them along the way. Yeah, that's so, good. That's real good. Hey, so um, what about you? What's something that's been a, a hardest part of your leadership journey, just stepping through the years? You know, we talked about your vulnerability, dropping your shield a little bit. What is, is that one of the hardest things you've done, or what were some of the other? It is, and, and uh, one thing that I have to always remember is that everyone watches my every that's right. move. And knowing that, and knowing that I can walk in by faith, number one, but also in confidence right. that you know what I'm doing the best of my ability yeah. to 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 lead our organization. Right. You know, because everyone watches, and I and I inten- intentionally, for me, I try to go out and plant periodically. I used to do it once a month. Our, our listeners have heard me mm-hmm. say this, but I go out there because I want to run machines every now and then to never right. forget where I came from. That's good. That's very important. All right. Know? But people people watch my every move. I've we I've got a friend of mine in town, so I'll have a little bit of fun real quick. Uh, that owns a that he he has a uh, he has a car lot. Right. And I, I last week I got to drive a Dodge Hellcat. So that has 707 That's horsepower. Right. So you know what? There was a yep. whole lot of buzz in the plant because people saw me drive it, and they said, "Hey, did you get a new you car, a new Tim?" Car. No, I didn't get a new car, but I had fun. Uh, thank yeah. you, thank you, thank you, um, my great friend DG, for allowing me to um, to drive that vehicle. But it's safe and yeah. sound back at the back of the lot. So uh, anyway, and you're I, safe and sound. I you am safe and sound. Wreck yourself. Either. I didn't. That's hey, good. if I had that vehicle, I would lose my license or my life or both. So I'm glad that I. Don't have yeah. that. It was fun to drive for a few days. That's so, fun. so I hope I hope that answers your question, Michael. Absolutely. Hey, so uh, next question is, um, what's been the best lesson you've learned to date in your leadership journey? There's so many great lessons that I think we've all learned through the years. Um, but for the conversation, you know, in this this idea of knowing yourself to lead yourself, I think the main thing for me being liberated myself to know I didn't have to try to follow someone else's leadership style that uh, again the same theme we were all created uniquely we were all created a little differently we have different strengths we have different weaknesses which we need to be vulnerable with a, a safe group of people about and that can help challenge us on those things see the blind spots but i think for me realizing that i didn't have to try to lead like someone else i didn't have to try to lead like my high school football coach i could lead the way that i felt god created and wired me to be and i think that's the biggest um, lesson that i've learned but also the biggest just uh, liberation, I guess, of in my leadership journey is, is just knowing that um, I can go and be the leader that I was wired to be, not trying to be like someone else, not trying to lead um, out of what I perceived someone else to think what leadership should be or what I perceived it to be, but the way that I was created, mm-hmm. um, I could I could operate in those strengths at the same time being vulnerable and, and working through the weaknesses that mm-hmm. I had as well, being aware of those, having people come in and speak into my life that could challenge me as well on those weaknesses as well. Yep, that's good. So um, I think that's, for me, you know, in the conversation here is probably the, the best thing I've learned. Um, what about you from leading through the years here at Sargent? I mean, you've been at Sargent now for how long? I'm oh since you were 14. Yeah. So that's so uh, we don't want to date you. We don't want to date, but, but it's, it's well over it's 25 years. years. That's right. So, so in the 25 plus years no, that, that maybe you've... Maybe 30 35 years. That's okay. right. So anyway, we're not going to count. We're Keep not going, counting. Michael. Yeah. So in those those years, Sargent has grown and changed, uh, but your leadership is, has definitely grown and changed as well. What's one of the, maybe the best lessons you've learned through the years in your leadership journey? You know, my number one thing is to be myself. Right. And I think that, uh, and I think for a long time, you know, when I would bring, when I would have my shield up, 
you know, I would just let things bounce off of me and I wouldn't address things that need to be addressed. And I think right. now that by showing vulnerability and showing, you know, showing that I don't have all the answers. And I, there's one thing that I've learned and I've may have said it on our podcast before is that everything that comes out of my mouth has got to be the truth. Right. Everything. But if I if I'm in a situation, talk to a customer or whatever, and if I need to answer something, I said, I believe it is this, but I need to qualify that. That's good. But that's a great word mm-hmm. that I use because in that, in that way, if I say that, okay, we can do X, Y, Z and we can't do Z, I can come at, but I need to qualify that. Right. I, I give myself an out to go back and say, Hey, I said this, but I, but I did a little bit of research and I'd come to find out is, you know, that's not the case. And one thing that, um, you know, for a long time I had a, and we have a great support team. We have the best team here we ever had at, at our, in our business, Right. but I had my parents down the hall that if I got stuck i could go down to them and even we had a right. senior leader that you know the best hire i've ever made you've heard me say it before with right. tony stapleton that retired uh, two years ago maybe a little longer right. i had him i could walk down the hall and ask him stuff and we yeah. still have some senior leaders that are much older than me right. i like to say much older but uh <laughs> you know but people are looking at me now right to make to, to answer some of those questions that i would look at other people so i think it's yep. that we learn wisdom Mm-hmm. From the mistakes we make, and from the people that we put around us, and I think that's, that's right. important. You know, to make sure that we, again, that you know, we don't, um, that we be ourselves. Because again, uh, I want to be a leader. Of people and choose following, not their force following. If you tell people anything they want to hear, right. you know, we had a we had a, a new customer in from New York City. They were here the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't got an order, but we think we're getting ready to. That's good. But we had a lot of conversation and. You know, one thing that they said, we have, you know, in our metal fabrication world, we uh, we powder coat parts, and we have a three-foot rule that we, we don't want to be, um, you know, anything, if you're three feet away from a, from a part and you don't see any imperfections, okay, that's acceptable. Well, our new customer, and they may be listening to this podcast at some point because I, I shared it with them, is that they have a 10-inch rule. So... And so that, that kind of made me step back and say, whoa, now, I, and, I, and I told them, I said, look... Right. We need to really understand that because that's not anything that we normally live. That's not the world we live in. That's right. So I think that understanding that, but they also said, we think your your level of sophistication is is excellent, and it's and it may and it's even a little above some of the other folks that we use to do you know the metal fabrication that we need. But I think getting that out on the table sure. on the front end, and, that, and then we can work through it to get to their expectations. I think that's good. And yeah. you know, hey, twenty years ago, I probably would not even have thought that. Right. So I think it's just learning through those things. I know Absolutely. it took a lot of t- a long time to answer that, but I think that's, that's important. That's real good. You know, so. Um, so, Michael, uh, as we mature, as you mature and grow in your leadership, do you ever find yourself reverting to the old leadership style that you maybe used to have? And if so, uh, how do you change course? Yeah, I think that we all t- all will kind of revert back, or um, when squeezed, oftentimes heard uh, when a tube of toothpaste is squeezed, what's on the inside is going to come out. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I think leadership is kind of like that. When we're squeezed as leaders, when when times get tight, when when something's the challenge is the heat is turned up a little bit, right? The pressure and the heat gets turned up. What's on the inside of us as a leader is going to come out. And so we can use these leadership things that we're talking about, you know, techniques or, um, you know, different strategies and, and different things we can learn. We can use those. But if it doesn't begin to change us from the inside out, ultimately what's on the inside is still going to come out when the heat gets turned up. Mm, and good. so I think um, for me, you know, trying to let – these things we've learned and we've talked about, things that, that I go in and learn. I try to do my best 
to allow that to truly change me from who I am as a leader so that when I revert back, whatever again is on the inside is going to come out. So, um, you know, that's the biggest challenge for me is still truly trying to everything you're learning, truly not just learning it to, uh, to apply it for the day and then forgetting it, but truly allowing it to change who you are and who you are as a leader, not just uh, a skill that you, you put in your tool bag. And so um, if you allow it to truly change you from the inside out, then I think at that point, what you revert back to when you get squeezed, what's on the inside is going to come out. Um, you know, it helps truly uh, get that um, that connection with who we are and who mm-hmm. we were created to be. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, for me, when I revert back, if you will, um, sometimes I have to, again, step back if it's not what I want it to be and truly relearn some of the skills that I've talked about, get caught up so that that can truly become who you are. Mm-hmm. So in the future, when you're squeezed, that's what will come out. Yep. Um, so that's my, no, that's good. my take on that. That's good. So what about you? What is, um, you know, you're, you're squeezed, you know, how do you avoid being reverting back yeah. to I that think, shield being up? Yeah, I think, I think that's a great question. And, I, and I'll, I'll keep this answer relatively short. I think that I just can't go back to naturally avoiding conflict. Right. And I think that e- that is still, even to this day, mm-hmm. it's easy for me to do. But I think it's, it's, it's having a group of people around us. So mm-hmm. if you're a... You know, if, you're, if you're a growing organization that you're the senior leader and you need to open up and be vulnerable and, right. and select some of your team to become part of your leadership team and give them permission to speak into you. Right. Because they're going to see some blind spots you don't see. That's and I right. think that I think team leadership, we've we've displayed in our business of 150 team members or so that team leadership, you go a lot further as a team than you do as an individual. That's right. And I know that by myself, I cannot do anything, but together as a team, we can accomplish anything. But I think it's just understanding that and give permission, give people permission to speak into you, right. and you have permission to speak into them. I think that's Absolutely. very important because we are going to revert back. That tube of toothpaste is an excellent example yeah. of that. So, all right. So, hey, as we close today, um, Michael, what's one um, important piece of advice you can give our listeners? I think for me, in the in the theme of our conversation, know yourself to lead yourself. Um, you know, one important takeaway is just know who you are. Be um, do everything you can to, to learn as much about yourself, how you were wired, how you were created, uh, so that you can truly know yourself. And from that, take those next steps to to lead out of your strengths, um, to to surround people, to help see those weaknesses, and and, and bring those along as well. And so I would, I would just say fight to truly know who you are. Be yourself and, and know who you are. Yeah, and I'll, so. I'll, add, I'll add to that. Um, I think you're, be yourself. Yep. And I think that remember as a leader, right. even if you're the senior leader like I'm blessed to be or if you are a, a leadership team member like you are, Michael, right. or if you're a supervisor on the floor, is that your team is watching you. That's right. And you got to make sure that you know that, and you don't want to. You don't want them to question whether well, the boss is doing that, and I'm not. Right. Why do I? Why do I? Why can I not do that or do it? That's you right. want to be a leader. People want to choose to follow, not that they're forced to follow. That's so, good. Uh, Michael Brown, it's been awesome having you on the yeah. podcast today. I loved it. It's yeah, been a, blast. It's a lot of fun. So, hey, listeners, thanks for listening. Everyone, take care and God bless. If you'd like to continue the journey with us, please subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. If there's specific topics you'd like to hear, be sure to put that in the comments as well. We'll be launching a new podcast on the first Wednesday of every month. If you know others that would get benefit from listening to this podcast, please share it with them, and we'll be seeing you guys next month.